What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, where we talk about stunts, acting, and life in the entertainment business. Tight, 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 tight. Tight, very tight. All right, cool. Oh, hey, um, it's been a while, man. We're back. Woo! Uh, it's been like a month, over a month. Shit, dude. We've been slacking. We have been, but I was gone. You've been hustling. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The last time we talked, okay, so to give a little recap, um, I quit my job. Yep. Um, my nine to five. And Josh, I don't, what happened? <laughs> I went to Armenia. Okay. <laughs> but I don't think that was the same time, but. Wait. Was it? No, you, you quit your job, I feel like a month before I went to Armenia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I quit my job and then I came over one day and. Uh, Josh had like applied for <laughs> Lola. Stop scratching it. Oh, and Josh got a dog. I got a dog. <laughs> this is this is Lola. Come here. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. 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 Living that cone life. Hey, Lola, get out of here. Um. Yeah, I came over one day and then Josh submitted for like uh uh job in armenia and when i came over he was like dude i got it and then we were happy <laughs> <laughs> great recap man yeah. that's that captured everything man um so what happened was it was a friday i remember this it was a friday you and i were gonna go to the screening for daniel's oh right daniel's movie yeah, yeah or yeah. something like that we were going to north hollywood and then before we went, I had auditioned that day, and I remember they were like, we we're going to make a decision quick, so I'm like, all right, cool, and I had a good feeling about this project. They're like, potential six to eight weeks in Armenia, playing a series lead, and then, yeah, you were there when I got the email. Yep, I'm the lucky charm. Charmin's my lucky charm. Every time I booked something cool, like a video game. I was here. I'm like, Jarman, I booked something. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight, man. Don't go anywhere, bro. <laughs> stay, stay by my side. <laughs> so you went to Armenia for six weeks? Yeah, six weeks in Armenia. We were staying in Yerevan, and we were shooting a uh, a zombie soap opera. It's tight. Yeah, it sounds cool. It was intense. It was really intense, actually. Um, I, I was... I remember getting there... Um, and it was funny, man. I remember talking to the production team before we left and then asking me, oh, what kind of equipment are we running? Because I know with, you know, with, I'm, I'm like aware that we're going to a third world country. Oh, yeah. And the resources may not be the best. But I saw some of the footage that the Armenia team were shooting or just some of the stuff that they shot and then some of the equipment they had. So I saw that they had like red cameras on all this shit. And I was like, dope. Yeah, yeah. So what are we shooting on? And they said, oh, we're going to shoot on, on reds. I'm like, cool. Nice. That's telling me a couple of things that they have like. Some you know, kind of money. Yeah, yeah. They got some money. They got some good equipment. When we get there, uh, me and two other castmates, Alicia and Mikey, we're met by the director. And then we're asking him like, yo, how's the shooting going? And he's like. It's really great, man. They're a really lean team. 
and they're shooting on these little cannons. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like, hold on, man. What do you mean cannons? Like a cannon 5D? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got three cameras set up, this and that. And I said, wait, I thought we're shooting on reds. And he's like, no, I don't know who told you that. And I'm just thinking, what the heck? Fuck. Oh, I didn't know that. God damn it. Yeah, dude. So then right off the bat, we were like, oh, dude, it's going to be something sketch sketch yeah but i know that there have been a lot of products that were shot on the canon 5d especially before like the red and all that shit came out so i know the quality is good but again i guess it doesn't really matter because it's all like it doesn't matter what camera you're using it matters like who's behind the camera right right but uh yeah it was a little weird a little weird but so so they never brought out reds at all no no, they, oh, they, yeah, yeah. Everything was shot. They had three Canon 5Ds. I mean, the quality actually looked pretty good, to my surprise. Uh, with all the shots, we saw like a rough cut of episode one and two, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, dude, it's for daytime running programming. It's not bad." And for those of you who are don't know what daytime running programming is, it's basically your soap operas and mm-hmm. telenovela type shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Did you hear anything back? Did you? Did they say like if it was getting picked up or anything? No, no, not yet. So, so the whole goal of, for this thing, guys, was um, the production company, the owner, I uh, I believe is half Armenian. There's a show that's in Armenia. Uh, it's the same zombie soap opera show, but they wanted to remake it into an American version. Right. And so now they're trying to figure out if they want to keep it for their original content or sell it off. Sell it off for some oh. money and then make another show and start pumping out more original content. Uh, that was from... That was what I've heard when we were there, but in terms of where it's going right now, I have no idea. All I know is that it's in pre- uh, post-production and they're editing it right now. Um I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. I, all I know is that it's going to be released early 2020. Um, I mean, if they have the budget to like fly you out there with a couple other people and like get you lodging and stuff, that's I'd I'd take that, you know. No, dude, it was cool. It was cool as fuck. I mean, this was definitely the highest paid gig I've ever booked. Yeah, because um, you're out there for a long time. Yeah, we too. were out there for yeah. We had we got our per diem. We got paid every week. Um, it was it was awesome. Yeah. It was an adventure. I mean, this is this is kind of like this was living the dream. You know, we book something, you go to a foreign country, they house you. Unfortunately, it was a non-union gig, and mm-hmm. it's considered like ultra low budget, so they didn't pay you union rate. Obviously, yeah. if I got paid union rate, I wouldn't be like working at the nine to five job. But. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Uh, definitely one of the best experiences. Incredible cast and crew. Armenian people work really hard. Mm. The their crew and um, yeah, it was dope. Fucking lived out there for two months basically. Tight. So that's why we weren't recording. Yeah, we were <laughs> gone and doing things. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just at home. <laughs> you were hustling, bro. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. So. 
after I quit my job, I was kind of like at a loss of what to do with with all my time. Yeah. So I kind of just put that time towards like training and like staying ready. Um, cause there's so much like stuff to train if you're in stunts, uh, you have like martial arts and fight choreography and then you have tactical training. So I was just trying to learn as much as I could yeah. with all the time I have and I'm still trying to do that, but, um, you're getting good at the dry fires, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just kind of just like realizing what you can do with that time. But at the beginning of it, I was like so confused i was like trying to ask people and this is what i wanted too was that i quit so that i can have this like fire under me yeah to have like this desperation moment where you do anything to like to do what you want yeah um and and i felt like that happened where um like it came to the point where oh i need to do something like i need to reach out to to everybody because i'm the type of person that doesn't so it's like you need that sort of fire to to kind of do these things and um then i started like making like funny like action videos um on instagram and just like posting more on social media and then um training and then uh hustling so like emailing stunt coordinators that i see um and just sending them my stuff and it's paying off now yeah it's crazy yeah what's the crazy part like so jarman has been doing this for the last i don't know it's been four months four months <clears throat> and you've been reaching out via email to stunt choreographers and yeah literally fight choreographers literally like <clears throat> they have they have these like stunt directory websites which if you are trying to get in the stunt industry that you should be on those um they have these websites where they have like uh a bunch of shows that are that are filming like yeah. right now and they list like the stunt coordinators and their emails so it's oh, like no way yeah so it's like if you can get on that website and if you can pay like a hundred bucks a year um then I, that's that's a huge investment you oh, know that's dope so that's how you were getting all the emails because oh. most of them aren't on like imdb like you won't see everyone's emails on there yeah um but yeah, like stunt listing is one of them. That's like one of the huge ones that I used to get booked um, and actually booked me. Um, I stunt, stunt phone. Those are the, like the big ones. But if you can get on those, then that's like, that's a huge resource for, for you as a stunt guy. But there you go. That's what I do. I did. I was, I was just like going through each show and like emailing every stunt coordinator on there, my resume, my link saying, Hey, like, um, I want to work for you or like, I, I think I can bring some value to your team. Yeah. And then you just send them your stuff and then hopefully they respond, but that's how you hustle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. You know what I found interesting is, um, I feel like because you and I have come from like this corporate world, mm-hmm. we know how to write emails. Oh dude. I was thinking about that too. Like for the people that don't have like, an like, any work or like professional experience. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be hard to, for them to email people like that. Yeah. I remember I was helping out a friend of mine formulate an email and it was something really simple where I'm like, why don't you just ask for more details or something like that? Mm -hmm. But they had such a hard time. Like, Oh, what else do I say? I'm like, this is just like a work transaction. You don't have to be like fluffy (laughs) 
on on the email just ask them you know this is what you're looking for or this is what you want or or just what what does the project entail you know yeah it's okay to ask these types of questions see that's why i don't that's why i don't like take for granted like the jobs that i've had because you know you learn something everywhere yeah no for sure but yeah, especially in the stunt industry, if you're emailing everybody, you got to like mass email too. So you yeah. got to know how to use Gmail and stuff, like, <laughs> like basic tech stuff. Cause that's how you really maximize like your, your, are you, are you reach. personalizing every email or are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really mass like, email, but okay. I have like content that I send everybody. Right, right, right. That's tight. That's good. Good shit, man. Yeah, dude. What if, what do you think? During so during this time, where I'm sure you felt a little overwhelmed with the lack of work, mm-hmm. or or just anything like that, what would you say is like the driving factor? Like, what's making you not quit and looking for that, mm. uh, looking for the next job, or like you know, because I know you've had that before. We've talked about this where it's like, yeah, you're looking for another like nine to five, and I'm like. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think Minji said this, and it really stuck with me. But it was like, if you're if you get a job and all you're thinking about is is what you want to do yeah. for the rest of your life, then you know that's what you should be doing. Like, if if you wake up and you think about stunts every day, and you like, and you you, you want to be working, then that's what you got to do. You know, so. I imagined myself like just doing stunts every day and like getting booked all the time. And it was like, I got to keep working on this cause I can't go back to like not doing what I want to do. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. It's just like, y- you'll, you know, once you figure it out too, I'm lucky I figured it like figured out what I want to do like yeah. this early too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny at, at, at my work, a lot of people who are around the mid twenties to early thirties, like me, I guess people are still trying to figure out what they want to do. And then they're trying to figure out within the company, like, am I going to move on up in the company? And, um, there's this, um, what was I going to say? There's, there's, there's a misunderstanding where if you're working for company X, you don't have to stay within company X and move on up. Like you can move around. It's okay to not know what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but it does. I mean, obviously your mind is way more clear once you figure out, all right, company X for me is just a side business. This is just to pay my bills and I'm not getting like too emotionally wrapped up in this, this world right here. Um, yeah, I think because you're super young I think you got a leg up on most people who are yeah. trying to figure that out. Yeah, and and I think if you are this young, like twenties to thirties, like I think now's the time to take risks and like take these types of chances where you're just like living really like You gotta do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess they're always like especially I guess in in any career choice they always say like oh you want to be when you're in your 20s is when you're poor because this is when you're taking on the risk and you're doing like different experiences Mm. and then 30 to 40 is like when you're kind of figuring out what you're trying to do and then you're building up that foundation um yeah yeah dude yeah that's crazy 
it's just like like what i don't even know how to explain it like i wake up and i'm just like damn i want to do i want to like trick today or like i want to do some martial arts or like box you know yeah it's crazy i mean you have all the time yeah but it's i get what you're saying where you have to maximize your time yeah you know um i've been reading this book called one thing and it's like um it talks about like the 80 20 rule of like like list all the things that you need to do to be successful in what you want to do and then take 80% 80% of that. Yeah. And then take 80% of that until you down until you get down to like one thing. Um and then you just do that every day. So, I did that. I listed like make choreography, like work out, mm-hmm. um go trick. And then when I came when it came down to it, it was just like my 80/20 was um film. That was yeah. that was like the one thing I had to do. And so I started filming and then it started work yeah um you really only need 20 percent of your effort right yeah to get 80 percent of the results so i don't know i feel like you can do that with anything too like whatever you want to do yeah just like narrow it down to one thing and then do that and then it'll compound but yeah i've been reading too (laughs) it's good man (laughs) that's good especially with all the time man it's important because you got to enrich the mind um especially with this this business yeah i feel like you need something like that you need to not only just especially in your world but not only not just physically but mentally you gotta strengthen yourself as well yeah yeah man i mean i remember so oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) going back to like doing whatever it takes for you know your your passion your dream um Going back to the Armenia project, people were like, oh, how did you get off work? Because I knew that the job, the project wasn't going to pay me enough to quit, mm-hmm. but it would pay me enough just to like, you know, get some better headshots and um, All uh, right, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, treating yourself. Yeah. Investing um, in yourself, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. But... I remember I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to like go on this gig, but also like have something to come back to because I know this position is not going to like pay me off for the rest of the the year or even next year. Yeah. Um, so I went on, I went on medical leave, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I told them, I was like, and <clears throat> Pretty sure no one from work listens to listening. (laughs) (laughs) But but um if I do whatever, man. Uh but yeah, I I looked it up online and I was like, yo, I gotta do this thing. And I there's a there's a loophole here and I can make this work. So I made it work. Told work that I'm doing uh this family medical leave of absence. I mean it wasn't totally like like you were getting burnt out at work too. And I, I was, I was, there was a time cause what was happening was I just broke up with my ex after three and a half years. All right. That's yeah, crazy. dude. Didn't talk about that. It was it, the timing of all this stuff has been like really crazy. It's like the breakup. I booked the role. 
And then like during that time, it was still kind of weird between me and my ex. And then we had like this second talk of closure, which was brutal. Um, and then, yeah, went to Armenia. A free man. <laughs> a, a free man. But you know what's crazy, though? Everyone's like, oh, it's good. It's going to be good for you. You're going to like... That's what I said, too. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to forget about things. But then I feel like it made it a little bit harder because when I was out there, when I was by myself, I was really just by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was that so all was you could, weird. all you could do is think. Yeah, all I did, especially like there were days when I'm not shooting. Like I wouldn't shoot. We were supposed to shoot six times a week. Mm-hmm. Or six days a week, but then it got cut down to five days. But then not every character was shooting every day. Oh, okay. I had a good like total time, maybe like two and a half weeks of just chilling. So it would be like oh, maybe like God. five days of chilling or like a week of chilling. Um, but during those times, it was trying to figure out what to do. Damn. Um, like doing some reading, walking around Yerevan. Um, I was able to book a trip and go to Tbilisi, Georgia, do a little road trip out there with with one of the drivers. Um but yeah, it, it, yeah, it was it was it was it was stressful. It was still really stressful. And then on top of that, I had like this health thing that I'm like taking care of which we'll go over on another yeah, time. It's a whole another thing. It's a whole another thing. Um But you know what? Yeah, that that medical leave of absence, it was true cuz I, I I did have a health scare. And I did have to, I told the doctor, I was like, you know what? I'll handle it later when I come back. So he's like, no, you got to do this now. (laughs) I was like, I can't, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in another time where we talk about some health shit, but don't worry guys. Everything's cool. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, man. So Jarman, tell us about, uh, your, your hard work actually paying off right now, bro. Oh yeah. So, Another thing to do with time, like, I know time is, like, overwhelming, but I also had, like, you, you also run out of money at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I was kind of just doing, like, everything just to not get, like, a nine-to-five job, too, because, yeah. oh, man, now now that I'm off of it, I just can't go back. Yeah. You know? Like, now I'm doing anything that I can to, like, just pay for bills, but... um. There's other like routes too. Like you can do background work, and my friend's been doing background work for like three years now. Just background work. Yeah, it's pretty decent money. And and you're on set. Like you you get to see all the stunt guys, and if you want to talk to the coordinators, you can talk to them. You can hustle them. So it's like the perfect setup. It's like a win-win. You get paid for a daily, and you're also on set, and you can hustle. Also, if you're part of the union. And you're a union background actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you go overtime, you get the meal penalty, you can make some decent cash. Yeah, that's that's for you. Like, I don't know. I don't know how non-union works, but that must suck. Yeah, that if you're non-union doing background, I don't know much about it. All I do know is that if you're a union background and they're shooting for, you know, you're getting overtime mm-hmm. plus the meal penalty, dude, you can rake in several hundreds of dollars a day yeah and i did i came back from a really big movie i can't even say what it is you can't say what it is no oh shit they're like they were like really strict well then wait wait <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i got to 
Josh introduced me to one of his friends who was actually the fight coordinator on that movie. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet him. Um, and then I saw all Can we my... shout out his name? Yeah. Shout out to Shane. Yeah. Shane. You're the man, Shane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw all the all the other stunt guys that were in the business for forever. Um, Alvin Singh yeah. was there. We had yeah. him as a guest. Um, but yeah, it's just like a good place to, to network and you're making money. And you're doing what you want to do too. So, and I was actually fighting in that movie. So, oh, you did some fighting. Oh, yeah, great. You we just, just weren't like on the ground. You were actually we doing. We couldn't touch swords, <laughs> <laughs> or, else, or else that would be a stunt. <laughs> that sounded weird, huh? That's so weird. <laughs> no touching swords, guys. None of that here. Yeah. So we had to pantomime <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, like. So, was, so you guys were in proper background so i guess all the stunt guys were in the foreground yeah yeah yeah, yeah they wanted okay. all the all the people that looked good oh, in the front should have put you in the front bro i know those shane did move me around though yeah he, yeah he moved me around to the front uh-huh and he was like hey i know you <laughs> <laughs> oh it's awesome it's just but the yeah, beginning man but it's, it's also good for them for them to see your face too because they know that you're like hustling and they know you're trying to be on set so yeah. it's like I don't know. It's like a really good opportunity for a stunt guy to just get out there and put your face out there. Yeah, it's different. Like working as an actor, doing background work. I mean, I don't know. For me, nah. For you, it's different. I hate it. I fucking hate background. But work. stunts is basically background, but you're you're actually doing shit. Yeah, you're you actually know? running around and yeah, yeah, dude. Background sucks as an actor. Yeah, because like they keep they keep the extras really separate from yeah. like everyone else. You have your Don't own talk wrangler. To them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't touch them. They they have this guy that wrangles all the extras like cattle. Like, yeah. all right, guys, go over here and go to the extras. Luckily, I haven't and- done that yet. But, <laughs> um, like background work for like commercials. Like I did one for Geico. All oh, right, not Geico. The General. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was the easiest one. There's like four background people. You got overtime money for that one, right? Yeah, I got. You can get paid for that mm. one. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a win-win, dude. That's sick. Yeah, it's been, it's been cool. I feel like the year is, well, not, I feel like it is, the year is coming to an end, but I'm always like, you know, we have to, you know, push a little bit harder to end the year strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you've been doing that. It's, yeah. And things are, things are kind of happening. What you're, and like, you're shooting something potentially this weekend no it's we for sure that? yeah oh. i booked booked something on friday i'm I'm actually doubling for a i don't know if i'm allowed to say oh, it shit. or not okay. he's doubling something cool actually i'll say it because it's probably gonna be out um i got called for ncis la Woo! from like this huge stunt coordinator um that i've been wanting to work with he called me like two days ago actually nice saying because i hustled him over email and he was like, all right, I'll put you on my radar. And that was like two months ago. And then now he's calling me saying, hey, I actually might have something for you. That's perfect. That's like, that's how you, that's how hustling works. Yeah. That's you know? awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I get to do that on Friday. So I'm actually doubling and fighting. So that's how it goes. Damn. And this is, this is a union gig. Yeah. Dude. So this is. Collect this, that check, son. Yeah, this is like when I went to Oregon for the first time. Oh, that's right. You but doubled that, that yeah. one. That one was that one was all like weird. I was there for three weeks and I was only in one episode. You were there for three weeks and they were paying you for three weeks. Yeah, that 
is dope. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't on contract for three weeks. Yeah. But they were paying per diem and lodging and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they only paid you the one week for the shooting? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. But then, yeah, paid for the lodging and all that yeah. stuff. That's dope. So, yeah, Friday. Um, hopefully that comes out when this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but in any case... It's paying off. Hardware yeah. pays off. There you go. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. It comes in these really weird waves, man. Like, I thought the Armenia project for me would be like the the big thing. And then like it would just kind of fizzle out. But then a book like a like two really big video game voiceover. Yeah. You were there for that. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Can uh, you say those? Can you say those? No, or? I can't say that. They it's funny. Some idiot from I don't know if it was from our agency, but looks like the video game company reached out and they're like, please make sure the talent doesn't add themselves on IMDb under these characters <laughs> in these video games. Wait, who? I don't know, but obviously it says, you know, you're not supposed to tell anybody. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've, I've told people in person who I can trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then why would you put it on IMDb? Like that's, that's just for your own ego. And you're like, you're, uh, that it really oh. bothered me when I got the email from our agent. They were like, they just forwarded the email that they got from the video game company, production company. Oh, and then it was just like, it's terrible. That's your, dude, whoever you did get, that. You can get sued for like ten, dude, tens of thousands of dollars. you can get, yeah, for real. It, it's happened before. Don't do it. Yeah. If, they, if there's an NDA, don't post anything about it. Don't even like, yeah, put it on IMDb. That's just, that was just a really dumb move on yeah, whoever did that. That's worse. Um, but anyway, can't talk about it. They're like super secretive. I didn't even know about the game until I went in. And then I got into the booth and they were like, it's for this game here. Oh, and I'm like, oh shit, I can't wait. Because the lady was like, do you play video games? I play, I play some. Mm-hmm. And then she told me the game and I started, I, I flipped out. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Because this there's a huge following behind this game. Um, everyone's waiting for it for next year, April Dang. 2020. Hey, for 2020. Hey. And then there's another game I did, some VO4. Um, and this is actually my first voiceover video game booking that I made, that I got in 2018. Right? Mm-hmm. And this was a non-union gig at the time. Oh, it's coming out. Yeah. And then, um, like, a couple of weeks ago, my, my, my agent was like, can you send examples of this type of accent and this type of voice? So I didn't actually do the, I just sent her previous audition clips and a whole bunch of them. And then they were like, cool. We like this guy. Uh, please check his availability for this date. I'm like, sweet dude. And I'm, you getting paid a good rate for just like an hour or two of work. Yeah. It's money. But I, I wish, I wish video games, I wish there was some type of royalty involved. I'm maybe there is with like the main characters. Every game purchased. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? That's like the, what they do with the movies. So, but then I guess maybe I don't know. I don't know how many. I feel like there are probably more hands involved in the video game than there are in a, a movie. But I don't know. I could be making that up too, because movies are also. Yeah, that's weird. Pretty, pretty big. I don't know. But it's also weird that they pay you for an hour instead of like a daily. Well, it is that is the daily. So you can be working for like Oh, but they can keep hours. you for longer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But then I think they're aware of the fact like if 
if it's too strenuous on your voice, yeah, they'll bring you in for a couple days and mm. a few hours at a time. I remember the first one I did for uh, for Division Two. Uh, it was two days, four hours each, uh, and that one was pretty rough on the voice, where it's like a lot of screaming. What did you have to do? I do pretend like I was on fire. I had to pretend like I got electrocuted. Can you, and do, I'm, can you do one? And I'm dying. No, it's going to be too crazy. <laughs> 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 exactly, exactly dude. <laughs> Especially when you're on fire. And then what helps is when you're actually doing the motion of that like, you're on fire and shit. So oh, you're, yeah. You're fucking moving around. You have to act. And you're looking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But I remember... Yeah, I remember after the first session, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can feel my oh, voice getting right. worse. So then they'll, like, take breaks. Um, the director's like, he's he's in there with you as you're recording. Um, and they got, like, all the teas there, all the honey to help with your throat. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Oh, I love video games. I feel like you're just, like, a, I feel like you should... Maybe focus on video games. I would if if they had a better like payout scale. Yeah. You know? Or if, if it's like a main character. One of my buddies, he's he was doing mocap for this one video game for a really long time. Like several months of mocap. And I'm like, that would be dope. That would be really dope. Mm-hmm. But if it's for like a day or so, I mean, like, I like how it's going now. You know what I mean? But it's cool. I've gotten, now I, how many, what? Yeah, you've done a lot of video games, like big ones. Only two. It's only two, but then like one of them I worked for them twice. Hmm. Yeah. But it's cool. Like of the video games, like my care, I actually have like a character name, which is really dope. It's not just like, uh. Oh, so on your IMDb, it'll shit say this. I think Josh I think Hall. so. Yeah, it's going to say like the name of the character and then that. Cool. So I'm like, oh, nice. It's not going to be like additional voices, Josh Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. If not, then I'm just going to have to put it in myself because sometimes you, so gotta you just got to do it, man. Sometimes you <laughs> you got to update it. your own shit. Can't rely on anyone else, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, what else? Oh, I've been trying to update my reel i've been getting a lot of feedback on reel so if you are a stunt guy and you are trying to get into the business like send your reel to literally everybody also with the reel um you got some good feedback because you were yeah. doing videos of just you you were you it's like of you training in your living room oh yeah so so like personally like since my background is like tricking and stuff I had a lot of like acrobatic stuff and like gymnastics yeah, and just me doing like open hand forms and katas and stuff. And so I sent that to uh, Travis Wong. Um, he's the owner of Jam and a big stunt coordinator too. But um, he's like one of my good buddies. Um, but I sent it to him and I was like, hey, yo, can I get some feedback? And he was like, all right, I'm just going to have to call you later. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> So he ended up calling me later that night and he went through every single clip in my reel to tell me like what was wrong with it and why I should take it out. Dude, shout out to Travis, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good guy. Honestly, if you can find like a mentor or someone 
that can help you through the industry yeah. that's willing to dude that that's like the biggest help that's money dude especially that type of feedback man yeah most people will be like oh i'll keep it just in case or whatever yeah. but yeah he was able to break it down for you telling you okay what's good and what's not and what to add in oh you also have to be like like when i approached him about like stunts you have to be like super genuine and just be like hey like i'm trying to get into the stunt industry like i'm trying to step my game up and like i'd be happy to learn from you or like yeah like um stuff like that and if you're just super genuine then most people are willing to help you out too yeah so i've been doing that with everybody that that i've actually known since i was a kid that Mm -hmm. are doing stunts and they're all willing to help so it's like if you can be that genuine, then you can definitely find a mentor. Yeah, really easily. Just be a kind person. And yeah, someone that got to be likable, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So w- one of the things I wanted to touch on, uh, I feel like with maybe someone who's getting into stunts, who's thinking about it, maybe they're just going to be doing, they're just showing off their kicks and all the acrobat stuff. But then with the stunts, they want to see your falls. Oh yeah, yeah. They want to so, see you eat shit. So Travis was like. Um, you have way too much acrobatic shit in there. Like all you need is one or two clips and then they'll know like, oh yeah, you, you are acrobatic. Like you, you can already move past that. Yeah. So he took, I took out everything and he was like, you need to go out there and shoot like fight scenes the and wrecks. falls. And I was like, all right, I will. So I hit up a couple homies and we just went out to like parks and stuff and shot and, um, I put it together and now most people actually like my reel. Yeah, you know. No, it, I think I remember when I was talking to um, Larry. Do you know? Do you know Larry? Have you heard of Larry Lamb? Larry Lamb, and he's in Vancouver. Another oh like, yeah, yeah, bike choreographer guy. I met him on Marco Polo. Super nice dude. But I remember this was when I was thinking maybe I can try doing some stunts too. And then he said, "Yeah, dude, just film yourself. You know, doing some falls, falling down some stairs." And I was like, "Falling down stairs?" Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you need you need all of that, and the more versatile you are in your reel, like falling places and like taking like like setting yourself on fire or like doing high falls. Yeah. That's all like pluses. You know, you got to do all the crazy shit in your reel. Yeah, dude. It's so true. That's basically selling yourself 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah so yeah just get like really good feedback from for your reel um make sure you have a resume and headshot because every everyone's gonna ask for that just like oh just send me your package you gotta send your resume your headshot and your reel yeah <clears throat> make sure your reel is good <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's so true same thing with actors too i mean yeah I, this is my first time i paid for headshots with a professional really nice photographer. Yeah, shout out to Dana Patrick. Um, she's incredible. She like knew exactly what to do. You know, she has her hair and makeup artist there, so like you got to get that all done up. Um, she picks out the outfits, and her 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 way of doing it is like the photo is. Um, it's not like who who you are. It's who you are alluding to be. It's really mm. interesting. So he could be like, who do you want to play? Or it's not necessarily who you want to play. It's like, who could this guy play? Oh, oh, like and what? I, 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 yeah. So like, it could be this photo could be saying, okay, he could be the bad boy, or he can be like the good boy, mm-hmm. or he can be like the killer, or or like the Damn. like the 
some other badass character. And it's 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 cool how it can go both ways like that. But she was really good. She has a really good eye. Um, but be prepared to do to to invest because you know you got to pay for the session, and then if you want photos to be retouched, it's oh really yeah forty five dollars per photo to get retouched. But I think it's completely worth it because yeah, worth. she knows what to do. She knows what to bring out. Um, and I'm just like, you know, let's just see what the professionals will do. I was thinking of maybe maybe reaching out to my friends and having them do that. But uh, no, I think the, yeah, if if you guys are really serious about it, definitely shell out some cash. Yeah, they for, turned out so good. Dude, too. they're great. I, I love them. My, my manager just got back to me yesterday um, and he really liked all of them. And same with my commercial agent. So hopefully... This will help bring in some more auditions. I gotta update my my reel. Right. Do that as well. But um, yeah, man. Acting reel. Acting reel. Different different stuff than the stunt reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um. Well, damn. I think. What? Are we are we caught up? What did you I talk about? Lola. <laughs> 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 Lola. Oh, whatever. Cool, man. Well, I think this is pretty good for now. I don't now. even know what episode this is. Honestly. I have no idea, man. We're like, I think we've been so out of it in terms of just trying to stay, you know, on schedule with this thing because a lot honestly, of it's going on. Honestly, it's more of like a documentary about our lives. That's basically what's happening. I'd, I'd want to do, like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Cause, like, cause I want to lo- look back on this and like listen to what I was doing. You do it exactly. Yeah. Exactly, dude. I got a couple friends who are really interested in speaking on the pod. Oh really? Yeah. One of my friends, Tim. He's another actor, and he's like one of those true working actors. He'll do. He'll go to like a theater in Florida. He'll be there for like a few months, putting on a show. Then he'll come back here. Mm-hmm. He was the one that actually was like. He got some headshots from Dana, and I, I freaking loved him. So he did like a connection here, especially with one of his acting studios that he's at. Um, probably start doing that soon. But um, yeah, dude, yeah, bring him on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more perspective we get, it's going to help us too. Dude, I like this table. Yeah, I this like it too. This table looks nice. We got to add some more shit to it though, but. Yeah, we actually just threw these on here. Yeah, just <laughs> random things. I don't know. It looked kind of bare. Trying to make it look like the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> Far from it. But we got dreams, though. You know what I mean? So, all right, cool. We are out of time. It's yeah. actually a really good time. It's 43 minutes. Dude, that's standard. That's, yeah. that's great. That's what we need. Awesome. Charming. Feels good to be back again. Good talking with you, Josh. Hell yeah. All the time, man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, shit, Jarman. Instagram, say that shit, bro. Dude, I forgot it. What do you mean? What do I say at the end? <laughs> well, I'll just plug myself first. <laughs> uh, you can find me at the Josh Han on Instagram. Jarman, yours is Jarman Runez. Yes. Guys, if you like the video, <laughs> smash that like button. Smash that like button. Ring those bells. Um... Hit the bell notification. Yeah. God, we're such noobs, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> we gotta work on this. My my niece, my goddaughter, oh, or I whatever. Said my knees. <laughs> she's so much better than I am on these YouTube. She's. I, I was recording her at home, and then immediately she's like, "Thanks for watching, guys. Hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe." Blah blah blah. She's only four years old. I'm like, "Oh my god, look at us struggling right now, man." We suck. We dude. suck. Sorry, guys. We'll do better next All right. time. Yeah. Real Talk Podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. Um, we will catch you next time. Cool.